Exit interview for Sabres forward Rasmus Asplin. We'll also talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Rangers continue on. And a former Sabre that could be making his return to the team from overseas. We'll get to all of that and tell you who that is coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props. Odds and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. Joe DiBiase flying solo today here on another offseason edition of the show. We'll talk some Rasmus Asplund today. He'll, he is the next figure in our uh, exit interview series as we continue on through the playoffs. We'll talk about him. There is a former Sabre, could be making his return to the team. And we'll talk about who that is coming up here in just a little bit. And also some on the Stanley Cup playoffs at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter at JR Hanskin to follow my co-host Jordan on Twitter and at Locked on Sabres for the podcast account. Be sure to like and subscribe the podcast. We it really is greatly appreciated. Like you don't even really know. Or it's hard to understand how much that really does help us, but it really does. So we appreciate everybody that's done that uh, and everybody that is going to do that. Um, I do want to let everybody know that I am running a squares pool for the 11-day power play. So I'm playing in the 11-day power play again here in Buffalo this season, this year, I should say. June 30th is when I'll be on the ice. The 11-day starts on June 23rd. It's at Harbor Center uh, this summer. Obviously, it can't be at Riverworks because just too hot. Uh, so we're going to be indoors at returning to Harbor Center for the 11-day. And I'm raising money once again and I like doing the squares pool. I did it last year to raise money for 11 day for the Bills Jets regular season game. And I wanted, I mean, it's a hockey tournament, right? So I wanted to do a hockey squares pool, but there's really just no way to make that work. I mean, hockey is so definitively favorable to have an earlier score, one, two, or three, than it is to have, like, if you get nine. There's no point. Like you, it's like an automatic loss. Even football, like nine isn't good, but you got a shot, three field goals. Like there are ways to get there. Nine goals. Maybe I shouldn't say this definitively because there have been a lot of high-scoring games. Avalanche, Oilers, Flames. There's been a lot of those this this playoffs in particular. Um, but a squares pool for hockey just didn't make a lot of sense. So I thought, all right, NBA Finals though. NBA Finals starting up. And NBA, unlike football, every number is great. Right, Because NBA, it could land on literally anything. And there's really no advantage from one number to the next. So uh, I'm running an NBA final squares pool. Uh, so I still have squares available for that. We're going to run it ideally on Sunday. I want to make sure the board is full before I run the pool and randomize the numbers. But it looks like we're going to run the pool on Sunday. And I still have squares available. So if you want to hit me up on that, at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter is the best way to go about that. But if you want to email me to sneakydibiase at gmail.com would be the best way to get it. Um, so hit me up, uh, email Twitter if you're interested in squares at $10 a piece. And uh, we're raising money for the 11-day power play, which this year the proceeds go to Roswell Park, also Camp Good Days, um, 
and I'm missing one. Make-A-Wish, the Make-A-Wish Foundation as well. Uh, all right, so the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Rangers, ah, I can't believe the New York Rangers are still here, but I can. I can't because I thought this was the season of the great skilled hockey teams going deep in the playoffs and winning the Stanley Cup. Three-fourths of the way there on that. Because the Oilers, led by stars, McDavid and Dreisaitl, in the conference finals. The Avalanche, led by stars, Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, in the conference finals. The Lightning, they're led by their goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, this postseason, especially against Florida. But they've got stars everywhere. Stamkos and Braden Point and Victor Hedman. They're, they're everywhere. You've got Kucherov. You've got stars everywhere on the Lightning. Then you got the Rangers. All right, they got Panarin. They got Zabanajad. He's okay. He's pretty good for a number one center. Adam Fox is a legit elite defenseman. But that's kind of it. They're not a star team. All year, they've been one of the worst possession teams in hockey. All year, they've been dominated by the other team on the ice, five on five. But the goaltender. The goaltender has got them through. Igor Shesterkin has been the best goalie on the planet this season, and he has got them to the conference finals. A hot goalie. Every year. There's at least one. Uh, last year, it was the Montreal Canadiens with Carey Price, who had a hot playoffs. Um, so I am stunned in one way, but I'm not stunned in another. So the way I'm not stunned is... They've played backup goaltenders the whole way. Louis Domingue, the third string netminder for the Penguins, playing the majority of the minutes uh, in the first round because of injuries to Tristan Jari. Uh, the second round, Antti Ranta is playing. And Ranta's a fine goalie, but Freddie Anderson was the guy for Carolina this year. He missed the entire series. And then game seven, they're down to their third string guy. So the goalie luck. They've got their guy playing as the best in the world, and their opponent has had backup level play. And even game one against Tampa, Tampa got backup level play from Vasilevsky. So uh, kind of incredible that they've gotten that luck, but they have. And Shesterkin has been an MVP level goaltender uh, in the postseason so far. So it's believable and it's unbelievable at the same time, I guess. The Rangers are still here. I've lost a lot of money betting against them in the postseason, but I will continue to bet against the New York Rangers in the postseason. Who is coming back to the Sabres? or might be coming back to the Sabres, stay tuned. We'll take a quick break and find out the player that used to play for the Sabres is now overseas and might be returning next season. That's coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast before we talk some Rasmus Asplund a little bit later on. That's coming up, though, in just a second. We want to remind you that we're brought to you by Bet Online for today's episode. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your betting stats and information. If you want to find out who to bet, Go to Bet Online, and they've got all the info that you need to make that decision. The latest sports developments, news, odds, this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL's conference finals, Major League Baseball, all the fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing that you need. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey, so 
we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. It's an opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So take the audience survey, LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for the help. Jody Biasi here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast, who is maybe coming back to the Buffalo Sabres. Remember Lawrence Pilot? Larry, Lawrence Pilot could be making his return to the Sabres. A report out of Sweden from Thursday morning says that Pilot wants out of his con- KHL contract with Tractor in, I'm not kidding, I did not make that up, T-R-A-K-T-O-R is his team name in the KHL. He wants out of that deal and would like to resume his NHL career with the Buffalo Sabres. Now, the management that and the coaching staff that didn't want to give Pilot a shot in the NHL, kept it buried in Rochester, even when he was playing well in Buffalo, is gone. And that seemed to be a big reason why he left, went overseas. That regime is gone. And it's easy to see this is a more favorable destination. Maybe he's thinking... Actually, Sabres look like a nice team to play for right now, and maybe they'll actually give me a chance this time to prove myself. So, Pilot wants to come over. The Sabres have his rights for one more year. One more year, the Sabres have his rights. And then he would be a restricted free agent. Left-shot defenseman. I know that's the first thing you're wondering, right? Is he a right-shot guy? Because the Sabres are very slim when it comes to right-shot defensemen. They've got lefts. They've got Dahlin. They've got Samuelson. They've got power. Pilot is also a left shot. By the way, Jacob Bryson's a left shot too, if you want it. But Darlene has already proven he can play on the right side. Maybe Samuelson can too. That was a more limited sample size. Bryson did it a little bit more than um, any of the other guys did throughout the season. So Pilot, how does he fit in as a left shot defenseman if he does decide indeed to come to Buffalo and the Sabres want to give him a chance to play in the NHL? I would imagine those things have to come uh, in concert. I, I can't imagine Pilot would come back to North America to play in Rochester. Nothing against Rochester, but I don't think Pilot is signing is coming back because, oh, I want to be in Amherst. No, he wants to play in the NHL. So if he wants to play in the NHL and the Sabres want him in the NHL, where does he fit? I think it's pretty easy. Third pair. Third pair, left shot defenseman. You move Darlene permanently to the right side. Power and Samuelson are your first and second pair left shot D. And Pilot is just your calm, cool, and collected third pair left shot defenseman he's a fine skater nothing crazy he is smaller but he is a puck mover and he is a passer you want to get the puck up to the forwards with a head of steam in the neutral zone pilot is your man and he had very good advanced numbers when he played for the sabers in the two seasons he was here one season much more so than the other 2018 19 in 534 minutes Pilot had a 52% expected goals for rate. That is a very good rate. One of the best on the team that season. The next year he was, he saw a downgrade, but it was in a much smaller sample size. So 534 minutes in 2018, 19, 185 minutes in 2019, 2020. And in that season, he had a, he had a 42% expected goals for rate. So he played, you know, a little more than a fifth of the amount of time. Uh, that he played the season before, and it was a lot worse. So one really good year playing a lot, 
one bad year playing a little. So what is he at that point? I might want to trust that first year a little bit more because it's a larger sample size. But one thing that's funny about Pilot is he is literally the only defenseman that ever got good numbers out of Rasmus Ristolainen. The 51.5% expected goals for rate with Rasmus Ristolainen. That is crazy. Risto, by the way, saw a 5% drop that season, or those two seasons, um, without Pilot. He had a 46% expected goals for rate without ta- without uh, Lawrence Pilot those two years. So I like this. I hope that it happens. I think he's valuable as a third-pair guy. Uh, he makes the Sabres blue line even deeper. It's the strength of their team going forward. He'll only add to that. Um, and I, I like the style of defenseman that he is because of him being a puck mover, which works in today's game. And he's still not old, 26 years old, maybe a little bit older than you might've thought. Cause he's not a prospect, um, but 26 years old, the age range fits for what the Sabres want as well. And he'd be cheap. Not that that matters either though. Cause the Sabres are near the cap. So everything's, everything's good about this. No bad. There's no bad side to this. There's no downside to uh, Lawrence pilot wanting to come back to the Sabres. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about another Swedish player. Rasmus Asplund, how did his season go and what's ahead for uh, one of the more defensive forwards on the Buffalo Sabres, Rasmus Asplund? That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by rockauto.com. Inflation is crazy. Inflation is crazy. Gas prices are crazy. Everything's crazy. Food prices, chicken wings prices are crazy. Save money wherever you can, and you can do that at rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%? 50% or 100% more for the same parts for your car from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto, it's a family business. It serves do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer. They got everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. For an example, I got, is a while back now, a couple months ago, but I got new windshield wipers there. They were half the price that I was going to get them at the chain store. And the chain store didn't even have them. I went to three chain stores. They didn't even have them. I went online. Should have done it in the first place. Glad I did because I saved money by 50%. And I just did it from home. I didn't have to go to anywhere. Didn't need to ask for help. It was just boom, right there on my phone. Easy to go. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on into how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. A exit interview for Rasmus Asplund. How did his season go? What's ahead? The contract and uh, the numbers for. Uh, we don't really have a, a nickname for Rasmus Asplund. So for Ras Ras two, that's terrible. For, can I delete that? He spent most of the 2021-22 season on the wing. Only took 61 draws. For the season, 42.6% face-off percentage, not very good. So he spent most of the season on the wing, and he was good. He was actually great. Expected goals for rate of 51.6%. 51.6%. That was a great number for this team. Only two Sabres that played more than just a handful of games that played most of the season for the Sabres, more than two games. Of Sabres that played more than two games, the only guys that outrate, outrated Asplund and expected goals for, Owen Power, who was number one on the team in a very small sample size, and Alex Tuck. That's it. Asplund was third. 
He puts up great numbers. Why? Because he is tremendous in his own end. And in the offensive zone, while he's he's kind of Johan Larson-esque in that he's not going to score a lot or even create a lot of quality scoring chances, but he's going to get the puck and you're not going to take him off it. And you know what? That's a positive impact. Even though he's not turning them into goals all that often, the best what's the saying the best defense is the best o- is the best defense is a great offense. In this case, the best defense is just not letting the other team have the puck. That's Rasmus Asplund. That's how he plays defense. And not only that because he is good in his own end as well. So I think this is a very key player to the Sabres getting good in the coming years as a, as a shutdown type of player, a third line shutdown role for Rasmus Asplund. He's got the youth. He's got the numbers. He's got the physicality. He's got the skating ability, the speed. He's got a, just a little bit of everything when it comes to the physical ability. Now, what position is he going to play? That is the biggest question for me personally, because I wonder, I, I would want to see an experiment with it. And, Don Granado, of all coaches in the league, is not afraid to experiment, especially when it comes to putting wingers at center. And this is a guy that played center until he got to the NHL. Uh, Rochester, maybe it was a little more in flux. Uh, he was primarily a center, I think, before Rochester. Rochester, maybe was a little more in between. And then with the Sabres, has been mostly on the wing, especially this past season. Is he going to be a center or is he going to be a winger? Because ideally, I build out lines for next year. The line I keep wanting to put together is Asplund centering the fourth line with Zemgus Girgensons and Kyle Okposo, the, the quote-unquote fourth line, maybe it's your third line, call it whatever you want, but being your grinder shutdown line. And that's, in theory, a good idea, but can he be the impact player he was this past season doing it at center and not doing it at the wing? Those my two best ideas, if I were Don Granato, how I see Asplund, how I would use him going forward, I would try him being the fourth-line center between Kyle Okposo and Zemgus Girgensons. By the way, his expected goals for rate, 58% with Okposo. That was his highest teammate, 58%. They were dominant uh, when they were out there. If that doesn't work and they want, and he needs to stay on the wing, the best partner, I think, for him is Dylan Cousins. Asplin playing a middle six role uh, with Dylan Cousins down the middle. Now he's in the final year of his contract, two hundred or five hundred eighty five eight hundred and twenty five thousand um, dollars in the in the final year of his contract, and he's an RFA next year at age twenty five. So projection for him maybe like a two year deal, two and a half million dollars uh, per. He's not going to score enough goals, I don't imagine, to warrant a much higher payday than that. But a useful defensive player, a good two way player. He he's had stretches where he puts the puck in the back of the net. Not someone I count on for a season long. Uh, to put the puck in the back of the net, but someone that can do it uh, once in a while and go on a hot streak. When Granado first showed up here, he was on like a 30-goal pace uh, under Granado, and then he cooled off. So a useful player, a balanced player, a cheap player, useful, young, just all good, all good, and the numbers are tremendous for Asplund. Now, I would trust the numbers uh, if I were the Sabres on Asplund, and they have a lot of analytics people in their hockey department now, so I would imagine the Sabres brass does value Asplund because they value the numbers and nobody other than Owen Power and Alex Tuck had better numbers than Rasmus Asplund this past season. All right, that's it for us today on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We're through a bunch of the forwards. We're getting closer to talking some of the defensemen, Darlene, Power, Yoki Haru, 
a lot of uh, season reviews slash look-aheads coming for uh, certain individual players. And our focus, now that it is June, uh, will start to turn from just looking back and looking ahead with current guys on the roster to the NHL draft. Prospects are going to be available. We'll have some prospect experts along the way as well as the draft uh, closes in on us. So thanks everybody for listening. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Siki Joe Sports. Jordan's at JR Hanskin. The podcast account at Locked on Sabres. And that's going to do it for us. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL. Covering everything playoffs. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.